Locked On Podcast Network and Radio.com present Locked On Today. Devin Booker gets ejected for nothing. A Texas-sized problem for the women's NCAA tournament. Plus, a big win for Michigan State. Sparty, make your case. I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the stories you need to know and biggest debates in sports. You're locked on today. Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story. LeBron James goes for 38 points. Chris Paul scores just eight. And Devin Booker gets ejected for one of the softest technical fouls you will ever see. And yet... The Phoenix Suns beat the LA Lakers 114 to 104. Brendan Clean from Locked On Suns joining us now. And Brendan, this is a depleted version of the Lakers with no Anthony Davis. But the Suns, they end up being depleted themselves without Devin Booker, and yet they were able to find a way to get an impressive victory against really the favorite. In the league, so what are you taking away from this game, albeit altered versions of these two teams? Well, you can't talk about this game, I think, without mentioning the Booker factor, a, a superstar scorer who is not officiated like one. And maybe as we get toward the playoffs, that's something you just have to confront if you're the Suns. And I don't know if there's a workaround. I don't know what you do about it as a team, but uh, we'll have to see if that continues. And it, it obviously put a real hamper on what they were able to do for a bit, but they rallied. And what this game really showed us, I think, is is obviously what the depth pieces can do. Mikhail Bridges, Dario Saric, even DeAndre Ayton um, playing this Lakers team pretty well and, and maintaining a lead throughout the entire night, a, a real uh, team depth victory tonight. Mikhail Bridges goes 6 of 10, Ayton 7 of 14, and Saric 7 of 17. So the other guys shoot the ball well, if you assume in the playoffs, and that's what this is really about, right, Brendan? If if you go to the playoffs, you know Chris Paul and Devin Booker are going to show up. If this is the version of the depth pieces that the Suns get, I mean, why can't they be one of those teams that, that makes some noise here? They, they certainly could be. I mean, this is a team that just took hold of the second best record in the entire NBA behind the Utah Jazz with this victory and the Clippers' loss. Uh, team one of the only ones in the league aside from Utah that's top 10 in both offense and defense people might not think about this team that way but uh, I think this one might be one we look back on as as sort of a statement of what they're capable of despite all the Lakers absences because of the way that they got it done it's not just Devin Booker or bust anymore in Phoenix and I think a lot of the guys you mentioned are a big part of that the thing I've been high on all year from this team is that they have a built-in eight-or-so-man rotation. We saw that tonight. Nader actually being a little bit of an odd part of that. Usually that's Cameron Payne, their backup point guard, who broke out in the bubble. Tonight they needed some size, and Nader was in there to to fill in with Booker out. But they have a ready-made playoff rotation, and everybody knows their role. And I think that is so important and transportable when you do think about the playoffs. So... We might not get a hot shooting night like this every single night, but seeing each guy fill in what they're supposed to do against a high-powered team like Los Angeles is very big. Everything's bigger in Texas, including questions about the women's NCAA tournament. That's next. Today's episode is brought to you by betonline.ag. Just because the NFL is over doesn't mean there still aren't plenty of ways for you to make some money betting on your sports knowledge. And there's one place that has you covered, one place that we trust. 
That's betonline.ag. And right now, when you sign up for a free account at betonline.ag and use the promo code locked on, you will get a 50% welcome bonus. That means they will give you money just for putting money in your account. It couldn't be easier. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. There's NBA to bet on, college basketball. Baseball is going to be here before you know it. Hockey, golf is a blast to gamble on. And when you go to betonline.ag and use the promo code locked on, you will get that 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sports book experts. Now, here's what you need to be locked on today. An absolutely monster night in college basketball. Number three, Baylor beats number six, West Virginia, 94 to 89 in overtime to win the Big 12 Conference for the first time in, get this, 71 years. Here was Baylor head coach Scott Drew after the win. You know, our last title was 1950. Um, So uh, we've had a lot of great players that have uh, helped work toward this. We finished second several times. Um, and everyone's contributed with the fans and staff and uh, players to, to get to this point. But uh, couldn't be more proud of our players uh, really uh, persevering down the stretch. And uh, I was really proud of one thing, and that is after we had our prayer, I was able to beat them in the locker room, get the water ready, and get them. And I got the cold water ready for them, too. Freshman Zach Eady scored a career-high 21 points, and Jaden Ivey added 18 to help number 23 Purdue hold on for a 73-69 win over number 25 Wisconsin Tuesday night. The Boilermakers have now won four straight and five of the last six. They've also held 14 consecutive opponents to 72 or fewer points. Purdue also happens to be 13-1 inside Indiana this season. And guess where the NCAA tournament is going to be played? Yep, Indiana. Speaking of the NCAA tournament, two of the favorites heading into all of the bracket fun. Number four, Illinois ran away against number two, Michigan, 76-53. Here's Illinois head coach Brad Underwood after the game. Well, I'm excited. You know, when Derek tells me it's the first time that, you know, in program history that, you um, you know, Illinois beating a, a top two team on the road. Yeah, it's big. It's big. You know, I'm and then I don't want to downplay that in any stretch. But uh, you know, I don't. I, you know, I don't think of those things like that right now. It's it's. You don't get very long to enjoy it. We got Ohio State who beat us the first time coming up, and you know, dug on it. We played great. I enjoyed it. They gave me a great bath in the in the in the locker room, and um, uh, yeah, I'm 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 really pleased. There's a part of me that's extremely pleased with with, with the way we played because because of the toughness we showed. Vikings fans today said goodbye to a beloved 10-year veteran. Hey everyone, I'm Luke Braun from Locked On Vikings. The Vikings have released 10-year veteran Kyle Rudolph. This is a move that's not too surprising around Viking circles for two reasons. One, the Vikings could really use the about $5 million in salary cap savings they get from shedding Rudolph's contracts. And two, his heir apparent, Irv Smith Jr., played very well in December when Rudolph was unavailable due to injury. Rudolph will always hold a special place in the hearts of Minnesotans, both for the many on-field memories like a halftime Hail Mary in 2018 and a walk-off touchdown in the playoffs against New Orleans, but also for his off-field contributions to the community in Minnesota, headlined by the end zone, a therapeutic patient care space set up at the University of Minnesota Masonic Children's Hospital. The Vikings will move on in 2020, but Kyle Rudolph has most certainly etched his place in Vikings history. 
Here is another story you need to know. We are under two weeks from Selection Sunday in women's college basketball. And the state of Texas, which is where this is all supposed to take place, threw a bit of a wrench into the tournament by announcing this week that they are opening businesses 100%, rescinding the mask mandate. And I think that that opens up a lot of questions for this NCAA tournament. Joining me now from Locked On Women's Basketball, Erica Ayala. And Erica, do you think we are going to get any sort of objections from member teams, from players? How do you think this is going to be handled by the NCAA? Peter, you know, it's hard to it's hard to guess right now. This is very new news coming out of the state of Texas. We've obviously seen that the sporting world in general has been dealing with how best to go about COVID protocol and procedures. Um, I, I, I don't know that we'll necessarily get anything from the NCAA, but we have seen teams and certainly individual players um, speak out about how comfortable they feel moving forward so at at the least, I would I would hope that the NCAA makes a statement and makes their COVID guidelines clear. Do you have any any thoughts that there will be players who say, "Hey, I can't do this," or or that there could be some sort of organization of of players and teams that say, "Look, we unless these are the guidelines, we're we're not going. We can't do this. It's just not safe." I think it's possible. We've seen that there's been a parent group that has been created. Um, given everything that's happening with COVID-19, we've seen teams like Duke and Virginia, and that's just, you know, naming two big ones that have stepped away and have had concerns for the health and safety of their team. I cover uh, the Big East Conference, and so speaking with Gino Oriema and, and other players and athletes, they made it evidently clear through the Big East, most of those teams and UConn in particular, that if an athlete is uncomfortable, they have the absolute right to to sit out and step away. But there is a balancing act between wanting to be safe in the middle of a worldwide pandemic, which hopefully we're on the back end of, but also being an athlete and wanting to compete. And so there are a lot of things, Peter, that have to be considered, but I would not be surprised to see certain athletes and maybe um, because of the number of individual athletes, even certain teams that really, um, you know, have to make some tough decisions. And and we would hope that, you know, given the, the dollars that are at stake here, that those decisions are not made by, you know, bean counters at schools saying, oh, no, we, we need the money here, that they're made in the best interests of all of these athletes. Tom Izzo's club is vying for their 23rd consecutive trip to the NCAA tournament. Can they get it? Our cue of the day is next. Today's episode is also brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. And why not when you've got names like caramel brownie, cookies and cream, German chocolate, salted caramel, double chocolate. All of these bars are covered in 100% chocolate. And yet they're low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and high fiber. It is a miracle of modern science. I'm telling you these things are the best. I have tried every protein bar on the market in my life. Nothing holds a candle to Built Bar. They truly are 
the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 20% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. Agree or disagree? This is the Q of the Day. The last time Michigan State basketball was not in the NCAA tournament, it was 1997, and they are squarely on the bubble. In fact, right now, they are ESPN's first team out. They did get a huge win against Indiana, and Matt Sheehan is now here to talk about the case for the Spartans being in the tournament. They're below 500 in Big Ten play. Why do they belong in March Madness? That's a lot of pressure to put on me, man. Oh, oh man, oh, man. Well, uh, you got to start with just, of course, the last two weeks. I mean, it's it's a very timely uh, timely time to talk about uh, Michigan State Athletics and their basketball team. Um, They now have, I think it's five quad one wins now. Um, They were not in that situation early last week before their first game against Indiana, before they beat top five Illinois before they beat top five Ohio state. Yes. They lost to Maryland, but this is also the other end of the coin too. There's not a lot of bad losses for Michigan state this year. Really their worst one they have right now is the Northwestern game that they dropped to start big 10 play. Now what that also means too, for the end of the season is that they have back-to-back games against Michigan two against them. And then you're likely to see Maryland in the first round of the big 10 tournament. Although things could change here or there regardless the rest of the way, you're not getting a bad loss out of this team. Do I think they're in right now? No, but I think they're on the doorstep. I think they need to win one of their last three games, and that ought to do it, I think, for the Michigan State Spartans. Big Ten is a complete dogfight. It was supposed to be a dogfight because MSU was supposed to be, well, one of the good teams this year. But, hey, sometimes the season doesn't work out the way you want it to, and you're not one of the best teams. You're actually not even one of the top five teams. You're barely one of the 10 best teams, but in a good big 10 year, Hey, why not that? Why not make that enough to make the tournament? Why not? It is truly wild that in a year that the big 10 is incredible, like half, half of the the top 10 is made up of big 10 teams and Michigan State is not one of them. It, 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 no. it is sort of a, a bizarro world season from that standpoint. If they lose to Michigan twice by double digits, mm-hmm. how do you think that affects their candidacy? Because to, to me, they they need to, at the very least, even if they lose them, because Michigan's really good, even if they didn't look very good last night. Mm-hmm. If they just look like they can stay close to Michigan and maybe push them in one of those games, that might be enough. But if they lose both by 10 12 does that change how you feel about their candidacy and and does that mean they have to go on a run in the, in the tournament that really is a fantastic question because not only is michigan state's schedule laced with losses so far like if they lose out in the regular season that means they went eight and 12 in big 10 play a lot of those losses are in double digit like blowout losses too uh and that factors a little bit into the net ranking i know and yeah so if they get blown out against michigan in both games on paper, it's not a bad loss. Will the committee take it into consideration? I I don't think so, just because I, I would hope that the impressiveness of beating Ohio State and Illinois kind of outweigh it. And, of course, if you cap off the season with one win in the Big Ten tournament, which would be against a pretty solid Maryland team, a, a team that bracketologists have as a 9-8. Even, I've even saw some as high as a 7 seed. 
hopefully that takes care of, well, what would be a 20, 30 point blowout against Michigan. Hopefully it doesn't have to get to that. Hopefully they can keep it close. Hopefully they can cover a spread one of these games. Who's to say, but yeah, um, I'm not too worried about the margin of defeat and I hope I'm not being naive about that either. And finally, the state of Texas may not mandate mask wearing anymore, but the San Antonio Spurs will. Head coach Greg Popovich responded to the news today by saying, as far as the players go, we listen to the NBA, not the governor. He also called the move by Governor Abbott pretty mystifying. Now that you've got the news, go make some money. Listen to Locked on Bets, download and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Coming up on Thursday, what other bubble teams will make a last-second case for the tournament? So at least until tomorrow, stay locked on today.